the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pierce in the Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Say to God, our Father desires to have an intimate relationship with those of us who are His children. But unfortunately, although that's God's desire for you and me, many of us don't take Him up on that opportunity. Although the opportunity is there, most Christians I know don't have and enjoy as intimate of a relationship with God as He wants them to do, and as intimate of a relationship that they should want to do. Brothers and sisters, there are pathways that we can take and should take to increase our intimacy with God. If we don't know what they are, then we should learn what they are and take them. Each and every one of us needs to know what those pathways are and take them so that we can have and enjoy the increased intimacy with God that He desires for you and me. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Turn to James chapter 5. Because God, to pray, your prayer means something. Your prayer means something. You're not the type that's just going to sit there and deal with this and take that and be beat down till you can't receive no more. God, no. God said, you're going to need you to learn something. Start praying all night. James chapter 5. Verse 16, it says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. Then it makes an awesome statement. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That word effectual right there means to be active, which means it's active. Well, you're active. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. That's what we're doing. We're praying and we're doing it. We're doing it. It's effective. Praise God. Because it's active. You're doing something with it. See, a lot of people just let the thought stay on the inside. No, speak it out. Say it out. Pray this thing. Why? Because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That word availeth means to have or exercise force. To have or exercise force. Whereas it will exercise force into the middle of your situation. You're releasing a force into the middle of your situation when you pray. It also translates can do. Glory to God. It also translates can do. See, prayer opens a door for a God who can do. And the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man can do. Much can do much. It also translates to be of strength, to be of strength. That's because prayer opens a door for a God who be of strength. Continual present tense. And he wants to be of strength in the middle of your situation. And he will give you strength in the middle of your situation. And then he'll bring strength into your situation to be able to handle whatever's going on. What's going on? What are you going to do? He's going to bring much. Hallelujah. He can do much. It'll avail much. He'll exercise force that's much. That word much right there means much in any respect. I like that. Much in any respect. 
in size. It's talking about largely. God will do some large stuff up in the middle of your life. Yeah, you got a big situation, but you got a big God. And your prayer will release a way for him and roll out the carpet for him. You'll be able to come into the midst of your life and do some large stuff. Praise God. And number, it means many. And number, it means many. Not many, M-I-N-I, but many, M-A-N-Y. God will do many things for you. You might be in a situation where a whole bunch of stuff has happened to you. But God said, I can handle each and every one of those things. God will handle many things for you. We're having trouble with one of them. God said, I'll handle all of them. Praise God. And that's in size and in number. And in amount, it means abundantly. Praise God. And, and plenteously. God will do abundantly, plenteously. He said over in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that will work within you. Well, the power that works within you is the faith that you have in God. And when you open up your mouth and pray in faith, then it opens up the opportunity for that abundant God who is able to be able to do in your life what it is he's able to do. God's able to turn that situation around. God's able to bring you a smile where there was once a frown. God's able to turn your situation into something that's no longer a situation. But the question is, and is he able, are you able to do what's necessary for him to be able to do what it is he wants to do? God's able to do great things through you. God's able to do great things through this church. God's able to do great things in this city. God's able to be able to get some stuff handled. God's able to close down crack houses. God's able to close down whole houses. God's able to be able to give you back your houses. God's able to be able to do all it is he's supposed to do. But the question is, are we able to do what God wants us to do? Are we able to pray all night like he wants us to? And build shaka, build shaka like he's inviting us to? Because we serve a God that's able. Whether to do plenteously in the middle of our lives. In magnitude, it means greatly. God will bring some great power up in the middle of your situation. Some great stuff will start happening for you in the middle of your situation. And in comparison to common, it is far above and beyond. And in comparison to common, it is far above and beyond. Why far above and beyond? Because you went far above and beyond your little 15-minute prayer. Because you went far above and beyond your little popcorn prayer. Whenever you see popcorn shrimp, they should change the name. Little. Itty bitty. And, and shrimpy shrimp. And a lot of us do popcorn prayers. We got one of them little popcorn answers. God said, no, I want you to go past your normal limits. Because I'm ready to go past those limits and do some stuff for you in the middle of your life. God answers prayer. See, he give you an explanation of that right after verse 16. You go into 17. He said, Elias. Remember Elias, 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 Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. He did with the same kind of stuff he did. We did. But he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. He said on the earth. He just prayed that it didn't rain where he was. It said it did not rain on the earth for six, for six months, uh, back in your life. For three years and six months. Three and a half years it didn't rain. Hallelujah. I like that. What you're starting a hundredfold back in your life, which is talking about the results of this kind of earnest prayer. That's it's unheard of. Not rain for three and a half years. Who ever heard of something like that? Who ever heard of praying all night? And he prayed again and the heavens gave rain and the earth brought forth a fruit. Brother, if any of you do err from the faith and one converted them, let him know. We ain't talking about that part. I want you to know that the brother God did what he wanted to do. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Why? Because God answers prayer. Turn to Luke chapter 18. I'm almost through. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're talking about praying all night. Have any here? Luke chapter 18. Of course, this is right here talking about the parable that the Lord used in relationship to the unrighteous judge. Praise God, that unrighteous judge. He was teaching them concepts about prayer during this and God's faithfulness to you and how he's willing to do what he wants you to do. For time's sake, we'll pick up at verse 6. 
It says, and the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect? Why? Which cry day and night unto him, day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. He says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Never, nevertheless, when the son of man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Now, the question isn't will he do is what will he find from you? Will he find faith? Now, see, he was talking about a woman that that just kept on praying and kept on praying and kept on praying to this unjust judge until eventually this unjust judge said to hear. And he hooked up and gave her what she was asking for. Why? Because she just kept coming at him and stuff like that. Now, of course, that's not talking about God. God don't need you to keep coming at him, keep coming at him, because that's talking about an unjust judge. And he was saying that if an unjust judge will come through, how much more so will I do for you? That it took him a long time to come through for her. That was an unjust judge. Unjust judge. But he said, I'm not an unjust judge. That's why I'm going to come through speedily for you. One of the reasons why we're going to be doing some of these all night prayers is because God's going to come through speedily. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Because after he hears those prayers, when he hears pray, and he hears his children pray, at the end of that, he says, I will answer. And he's going to do it speedily. With what measure ye meet, it'll be measured back to you again. Somebody say speedily. Speedily. Am I not excited? None of y'all praise God because you ain't got the kind of faith. That's why I say when I get there, the only question is, am I going to find faith? The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Guess what you'll have at the end of a night of prayer? Faith. And you done gave the Lord back that word and word and word and word and you gave him word, word, and you done entered into the presence of God where you see God and experience God and feel God and know God's right there with you. Whereas one hour go by, second hour goes by, third hour goes by, fourth hour goes by, and in the fifth and sixth hour go by. And it ain't getting weaker because we don't faint. If your throat get dry, go get some water. Bring it back up. That by the end of the night, he finds faith. By the end of the time, he finds faith. Because you done heard it over and over and over and over again. For a solid hour, for a solid two hours, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, maybe nine, ten hours. You done heard it all night long. You not only heard it from yourself, you heard it from those that are around you. And you'll be just like them in the upper room. That when they were one accord, praise God, up in there praying, praise God, that the Holy Ghost came and filled all them. And sat upon each and every one of them with cloven tongues as a fire. What was that? The power that Jesus told him was going to show up. Because he says that tarry ye in Jerusalem until after that the Holy Ghost come upon you. And they knew what he was telling them to do. He said, because I got some work for you to do. So you can be witnesses unto me. Both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the world. I need you to take San Antonio and I need you to take all these other surrounding areas. I need you to take some other places in Mexico, Central America, South America and Africa. I need you to set up missions all over the place. I need to turn a magnet on for the money to be able to start coming in. I need the people in the power to be able to start coming in. And the folk that want to do what they need to do to start coming in. And start rising up to do what you're supposed to do. So because of that, I need you to pray. Pray that he that the Lord of the harvest sends forth laborers into the field. The harvest that which is his. I need you to have prayer and have faith. Praise God. And that's what comes after all that prayer. Because God answers prayer. 
God will talk to you. Bring clarity to you. He'll bring a clarity and understanding to you. He'll illuminate some stuff. You'll get a chance to see some stuff. You'll know exactly what goes on. And baby, the Bible says joy cometh in the morning. And the reason why joy cometh in the morning because you got answers. You got solutions. You got power running with you. And God can begin to start doing that much that he promised you. Somebody got to be hearing me up in here. Prayer, praise God. Hallelujah. Psalms number 20. We're almost through. Psalms number 20. We're talking about prayer. We're talking about prayer. We're talking about prayer. Hallelujah. We're talking about prayer. We're talking about clarity and understanding coming to you. I'm talking about clear. I know what I'm talking about. Praise God. I remember, I remember, I remember I was brand new to the things of God. I was spanking brand new to the things of God. I was still wet up under the ear from drinking so much milk. Praise God. Cause I just kept drinking the word and hearing the word and hearing the word. And I got milk all down the side of my head from listening to everything that it is that God has said. Praise God. I remember I had turned from wrong to right. Praise God. Hallelujah. We get to start living my life right. Praise God. But, but, but I also turned from illegal to legal. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And so because that money wasn't the way it was supposed to be. Praise God. At least I ain't the way I wasn't used for it to be. And, and, and I was falling behind on everything. Praise God. But I learned that I don't want to trust God. Praise God. Because I found out that God's a provider of our every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I ain't like some folk. Praise God. I ain't coming to none of y'all because y'all ain't like this. But I ain't like some folk. I believe God. Praise God. That I find it, if I find it in the Bible, he shouldn't have put it up in there because I, I'm silly enough to believe what he said. And if he said he's going to provide my every need, he's going to provide my every need. And so I quit going back to the wrong stuff and doing the wrong stuff in order to, I could have got some money if I wanted to. I ain't wasn't no problem to go get no money. All I had to do was go, go get wrong again. Praise God for a minute or two. Just not to be able to pay off a few bills that was due. But I decided, no, I'm going to do this thing right. And I'm going to conduct myself the way I'm supposed to. And God's going to come through and he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Well, long story short, praise God, I had received a letter from this one company. Praise God that told me that, that, that they was taking a place. Praise God. And so I was just believing God was going to handle it. Praise God. And believing God's going to handle it. I'm just believing God's going to handle it. But days are approaching. Praise God. And it's getting closer and closer to the day that they're about to take the place. And in Detroit, they wouldn't like a lot of places that say we're going to take it and then don't do it. No, they, if they say they're going to take it on that day, that day they're going to take it. They send some big bruising dudes up to your house. Praise God. Kick the dough in if you don't open it fast enough and throw you out first through the window. And then all, you better drop and roll because all your stuff is coming out right afterwards. And they didn't even care. They enjoyed doing it. Big busting dudes and stuff like that. So anyway, long story short, I had told my wife about it, praise God, because I'm trying to learn how to do this thing in faith, praise God. And plus that, my wife wasn't, you know, she wasn't a powerful woman of God that she is right now. She was a closet thug, praise God, that did not go in the closet back there, praise God. And I was new at all of this, so I, I, I didn't learn how to handle that part yet, so I just said, let me just stay in faith, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay in faith, because I figured she ain't going to know it anyway, because God's going to handle it, praise God. So I don't, have to, she don't need to know, because God's going to handle it. But it got down to the day before, and, 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 and no provision came through my door. Not that size, because I needed some cheddar. Are you listening to me over here? Now that's lies. And then before you know it, it's now night. The night before. That once we hit 12, it hits the day that they said they're going to take this. I got children up in here. I got no place to go. I don't know what to do. All I can do is just keep believing God. Sleep was not on my mind. And so I backed into this one. And I prayed all night. I figured I would pray just to calm my nerves. Praise God. I figured I just prayed to calm my nerves. Because I'm trying because the devil hit bombard me. Like, what you going to do? How you going to explain this to your wife? When they kick the door in and start throwing all your stuff out, what you going to say to her? You think you got to worry about them big old dudes, but you running that little chick when they get ready to throw her out for us. <laughs> and your mind is being bombarded with all this negativity and all this kind of stuff. And you have no natural way to be able to get this thing done. You don't know. You, don't, you just don't. I, I, I can't. But I prayed. I just prayed all night. I just prayed all night. 
Amen. I prayed in tongues. I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I prayed in tongues. I ran out of words. Sometimes you run out of words. You ain't got nothing else to say. You don't even know what to say. But that's all right. God said, and then I, that's when you go into tongues. And I was like, and I just prayed all night. Praise God. And I would get up and I would walk that little bitty room, little bitty little living room. And I just walk and I'm And sometimes I sit and I lean forward. And I get up and I walk around. And I'm like, Lord Jesus. And I just prayed all night and all night and all night and all night. And all night. But then come morning. And when that morning came, that was the very first time I ever did tongues and interpretation. It was the very first time I had read about it. I had seen it happen in church and stuff like that. First time I ever did tongues and interpretation. And it's like my voice changed. It went from me talking to him talking. It changed from me saying something to him saying something. It got deeper, stronger, more powerful. And he said, they will not take your place. You will have it as long as you want it. I'm like, see, that's what I'm talking about. And I jumped up. I'm like, see, that's what I'm talking about. I got pumped, baby. I got excited. Joy came in the morning. I was like, all oh, right, now, I, th- I just heard from God. See, I know the voice of God. And I know I just heard from God. I'm like, see, that's, that's what I'm talking about. But I still didn't have no money. I had no money. I had no money. So I'm thinking, like, I mean, I've been to a church where they were talking about all these people that would get this blessing in the mailbox and stuff like that. And so I figured that, you know, maybe, maybe some blessing going to come in the mailbox. And so I woke up and stayed awake all night and got, you know, got ready, got it open, everything, get ready, get excited. So I get ready to go to the bank and cash a check that must be going to come. Praise God. And then uh, uh, I opened up the mailbox and it was empty. Wasn't nothing in there. I looked up and down the street and ain't nobody coming. I heard people about people knocking on doors and coming, bringing money, but ain't nobody knocking on my door. And I said, so, Lord, what do I do? Lord said, you go down there and tell them, I said, this is your house and they can't have it. This is your house and they can't touch it. I said, well, you say, man, once again, this is a long story. I got time to get into the whole thing. Praise God. But you don't do stuff like that in Detroit. You know you know Detroit is a place where, well, when, when you go to, when you go buy a soda, you're talking through bulletproof glass. You ride in a cab, you ride and talking to the person through bulletproof glass. It's bulletproof ad thing. Ad <laughs> thing bulletproof for a reason. Is anybody here ever hit it? You don't do stuff like that in Detroit. Praise God. <laughs> they don't play no games up in there. They, that, that city, they don't play games. They listen to me. They laugh and joke, but they don't play up in there. Praise God. And he told me, you go down there to the place where they take houses and you go tell them people, I said, they can't have your house because I said it's yours and they can't have it. <laughs> but I prayed all night. I'm now sensitive to the voice of God. I'm full of faith. You say it, let's do it. Long story short, went downtown, praise God. Went down there. Get down there on the, the sign on the big old sign on the, on, on the bulletproof window. Say that, you know, no, no, no meetings without appointments. Appointments necessary. I ain't had no appointment. I just got a letter that said that y'all taking my house. So I talked to the bulletproof. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me. Because they got a little slot and stuff. Y'all don't know nothing about this. Got a little slot. She like, ma'am, ma'am. Uh, ma'am, she turned around and said, what? It's like early. It's like, you in Detroit. Chewing gum. What? I said, ma'am, I, I need to talk to somebody up in here because I got this letter that y'all going to take my house. You got an appointment? Like, no, ma'am. So what you want? They're like pointing to the sign like, fool, can't you read? I said, ma'am, I need to talk to somebody about my house. She said, I'll be right back. She went on back to the back and talked to the head person and came on back and just gave me a dirty look. Ooh. That's the that's the the buzzer to let the latch loose so that the door open up now and stuff like that. Cause they only let you in unless you buzzed in. And I'm like, all right now. So I'm I'm a foot in the door and I came on in there and she didn't even look at me. She over there. She in that office down there. 
So I went on down in the office down there, praise God, and the lady was in there. She didn't bother to look at me. She turned around. She got her back to me the whole time. She ain't worried about me because they got like big muscle security guards with guns all over the place. And she went on and, I, and I'm waiting on her to say something to me. And she just watering her little flowers and stuff like that. And then she said to me, from, with, not even look at me, do like I'm doing right now. She said, so uh, what can I do for you? And I said, well, ma'am, you guys sent me a letter that said that you guys were going to take my house today. And she said, do you have the money? She still didn't turn around. She said, do you have the money? So I'm like, well, no, ma'am. And she's, she says, so what do you want? And I said, well, my father told me to come down here and tell you that you can't have my house, that that's my house as long as I want it, and y'all can't have it. She stopped there. <laughs> she, she turned around. She looked. Y'all got a note, Detroit. <laughs> and who is your father? I said, God Almighty is my father. And I was in prayer all night. And he told me this morning, y'all can't have my house. This is my house as long as I want it. And she said, is that right? <laughs> well, he's my father, too. Reached in her file cabinet, pulled out a contract. Sit down, young man. Pulled out a contract, stuck the new contract in front of me. And she said, fill out the figure that you can pay. And I will rewrite your contract for you. I'm talking about all night prayer. This is what happened after all night prayer. I wrote down a figure that was a little high, but I'm like, I'm so happy that she's willing to do it. I'm like, I wrote it down. She looked at it, tore up that contract, got another one, stuck it in front of me and said, sir, you're not listening to me. Write down a figure that you know you can do. And I will rewrite your contract. I wrote down a ridiculously low figure. One knows that would have got you thrown out for that alone. Praise God. I'm like, hey, the door open. Praise God. So I wrote down a little bitty little number. I mean, I don't even think it hit the interest. I wrote down a little bitty little number. Girlfriend looked at it, signed it, and said, go ahead. That's after all night prayer. All this happened after all night prayer. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. Hope that you're seeing that one of the many things that our God wants us to do is to increase the intimacy that exists between him and me and you. Hope that you're not only seeing that's what's available for us to do, but that we do what we need to do to increase the intimacy between God and me and you like he wants us to do. Otherwise, we'll miss out on the awesome opportunity that God definitely has opened the door for us to do. An opportunity of a lifetime that we definitely should do become more intimate with the God who loves and has saved me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding area, Come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. 
Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. And to all the business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas, we have something for you to do. We invite all the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to our early morning summit meeting of the Anointed to Prosper Christian Business Persons Fellowship tomorrow morning. It's an early morning breakfast fellowship that's held from 7 to 9 in the morning on the first Saturday of every month for many of the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together to fellowship and network together as well as to receive a powerful word from God that'll help them to be the successful business people that God has called them to be. Second Chronicles chapter 29 verse 20 says, Then Hezekiah the king rose early and gathered the rulers of the city and went to the house of the Lord. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to fellowship and network at this inspiring and informative meeting of the ministers of the marketplace. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's absolutely no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind, to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You blessed us in ways we never asked or expected you to do. The Bible says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even send financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each and every one of you what he said in his word that he would do. And that is, he's going to make sure that you reap what you've sown. So we thank God in advance all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is, be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.